listening to Without Borders, Conversations with Kingdom Faith. This podcast is designed to find out what God is doing in His kingdom with and through His people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Jonathan Vining. I'm your host here at Without Borders podcast. And we have a very special guest. I, I say that about all my guests. They're all very special because they are. They're my family. They're my friends. Um, but this person in particular, we kind of, uh, I guess it's a little bit special because we, we, we started this missionary journey kind of <laughs> together on the same page at the same time, uh, him, him and his wife and, and me and my family. And we've been able to develop a really deep friendship um, throughout the time that we've known each other. So, uh, yeah, I have my friend Christian Swales with me today, and we're just so happy to have you on, Christian. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for for having me, man. I've been wanting to connect with you, and when I saw the podcast, I thought, man, I hope he gives me a call and answer that. <laughs> Great, man. Yeah, so just a little background. We actually we met uh in North Carolina at the Center for Intercultural Training, CIT. And then yes. we found out that we we're going to go to the same language school to learn Spanish because at first <laughs> and we'll probably get into this as as we go on about maybe God God directing our paths. Because <laughs> at first you guys were, you know, I won't tell your whole story, but at first, you know, we were, we were both headed to, to Latin America and yeah. we were going to the same Spanish school in Costa Rica. And that's kind of where we really developed our friendship. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So why don't you just take, take a couple minutes, tell, tell the, uh, tell, tell our listeners kind of, you know, what, what you what you do, where you're at, um, what you're doing, and, and a little bit about yourself and, and, and your wife. Yeah, man. So my wife, Hannah, and I are missionaries in Granada, Spain, and we've been here for almost a year now, and it has been a crazy road to get to this point. Um, we didn't think we were going to end up here or backing up even more than that, we didn't think we would ever be missionaries. And um, so we serve with a, a small team of about 10 people here. Half the team is are Venezuelan missionaries, actually, from Venezuela sent to Spain, and the other half are Americans from various states in North America. So we, we all serve together here. Our focus is um, making disciples that make disciples, man. We get together and meet with um, seekers of the of spiritual things and try to help them discover the truths of uh, Jesus's teachings and uh, coffee shops and houses and um, help them receive that truth and and share it with other people. Just disciples making disciples, churches planting churches. So it's a little bit about kind of the work that we do here in Spain right now. Oh, that's great. You uh, you do some video stuff too? Yeah, man. That was so. Hannah and I have always had a passion for photography and videography, and 
we really didn't know that that was just God planting that passion in our heart so that he could fulfill it. And that's just another piece of his character that he's revealing to us, another way he's showing us he loves us. We got here and didn't really know exactly what we would be doing. We knew we would be, we, we would be joining a team, um, but now we our main focus is going out and creating this um, creative content and putting it on a, a paid Facebook page of, um, for our ministry, looking for uh, seekers, looking for persons of peace. And we've had a lot of fun with it, and we've had a, a, a good bit of success with it, too, finding these people that the Holy Spirit has already uh, working in their hearts and connecting with them through this um, means of video and social media. And that's so cool. Yeah, man, it <laughs> it's is. It's awesome. Like, isn't it so much fun just to like? We all know it's it's hard, but isn't it like think like just living abroad is hard, and living in a different country is hard. right. Like, isn't it just so much fun to to be exactly where you know that Lord wants you to be, dude. it's it's so much fun and the the that verse of the the easy yoke of jesus just keeps becoming more and more apparent just not that this work like you said it's challenging hard but the level of striving and and effort it just continues to diminish and the the level of joy true joy in in the work fulfilling the the vision and and the desires that he's planning inside your heart it is just a ton of fun man <laughs> that's awesome so just let me let me ask you this no we the reason i think that we bonded pretty well is because we kind of uh we we pretty much had the same we started this missionary journey around the same time and I think we'll probably spend a little bit more time on this portion because this is the portion that I think like is a great testimony to how how God can use people who who are like who are I don't know prodigals I guess is the word yeah unqualified <laughs> prodigals whatever you want to call us you know but you know we yeah. come from a colored past and sure. and for me I know I never wanted to be a missionary like this was never even something that that I even in the back of my mind thought that this would even be possible. (laughs) And I know it's pretty similar for you. (laughs) Yeah, man. As well. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about how the Lord, how the Lord like kind of called you and directed you into, into the, the missionary, like the being a full-time full-time Christian worker in a different country. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, there is just, so many different paths my life could have gone down um, if I would have tried to be in charge of it. And I, I'm just sitting here awestruck right now, just even thinking how in the world I ended up here talking about God with you. Um, back, I guess the short answer, and then I'll fill it out a little bit more, is the short answer is we went, my wife and I went on a short-term mission trip. And that was the first time that I spent any amount of time serving someone besides myself. And it it just gave me a small, 
taste, just a, a small glimpse of what it would really be like to follow Jesus. And that was in 2014. We went on a short trip, short-term trip to Ecuador, and that's kind of where God rocked my world and the call began. But to back up, like you, man, never would have thought this. I had, like you said, a colored past. Um, when I graduated high school, I knew that I wasn't ready for college. I loved social life and partying, and I knew that there was no need for me to even waste money going to college right away. So I uh, signed up to join the military, the Air Force. And um, I think it was about six weeks before I left to go to basic training for the Air Force that set, I was 17 years old still. And I'd been at a party and uh, been drinking and left the party and got pulled over by a state trooper and got arrested and got a DUI. And the Air Force was like, uh, yep, you can't come here anymore. So I didn't know what I was going to do. My, my small town, um, sometimes if you don't make it out of that place, you kind of get stuck there. And um, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. So I went to the Army recruiting office because I knew they'd take anybody, man. So I signed up for the Army. And uh, I shipped out to basic training a month or two later. And Hannah and I, she was my girlfriend at the time. We were we were together. And so I joined the military. And long story short, from that, I ended up stationed in Savannah, Georgia, and um, being a part of a church there. I had grown up in a in a Christian background. Uh, it was kind of um, a sin management strict style. Um, religious background and I so I had a great foundation of the word um, but I personally looking back I can tell that I didn't have a deep relationship with the Lord and I had equated um, church with religion and forms and and traditions and so when I left when I graduated and left my town I kind of left my my spirituality behind well well not my spirituality but my understanding of being a Christian. And so I, I went on a long journey, man, of really trying to figure out what I believed. And I think sometimes that's really good for people to struggle with a lot of times that people really need to struggle with their faith and what they believe and come out on the other side, really knowing what they believe. So let's see. Yeah, we got stationed in Savannah, Georgia, and I got uh, we were going to a church there, but I still didn't um, have a deep relationship with the Lord at all. I, um, and then I would deploy to Afghanistan every couple months. And that was a time where I'd be gone for a couple months and I'd start searching for something, man, something real, something significant, something with power that I didn't feel like I found in my faith. Uh, before, uh, studying other religions, studying new age spirituality, anything that, that seemed like it was real and had power. And so I would come back from those deployments, man. And Hannah would be so still grounded in what she believed. And here I was all over the map trying to find myself, whatever that means. And so dude, we would be so unequally yoked. And that was so tough on a young marriage. We were 19 whenever we got married and to, to not know where we stood, on that caused so many 
unnecessary arguments uh, in our early marriage. So we were in the the church and she always wanted to go on a mission trip. She had been on a mission trip when she was younger and it changed her life and uh, really grounded her and her faith. And she had wanted to go on one with the church we were a part of. And I never really was interested in it. I was, like I said, I was in the military. I was all about America. I didn't really see any need to leave America. And yeah, I hear you, man. That was, that was the same way. I was like, no, I like my hamburgers and my... That's right. That's right, And my man. Budweiser and my... Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. And so we... um, I kind of put it off for years, man. Like, no... I can't go because of this, or I don't get leave at that time, or I always had a reason. Well, well, in 2014, I got out of the military, and I really didn't have any more excuses. And so reluctantly, um, to, to please my wife, um, I, I told her, yeah, we'll go, we'll go on this mission trip. And like I said before, man, that was a catalyst for getting a small glimpse Jesus drawing me in to show me, man, what you think about me is not true. And and I'm patient and I'm waiting, but I want to show you just a little bit of what you're missing out on and a little bit of what I really have for you. Man, that's great. That's great, man. I Yeah, our our stories are so similar because like with me, like some of you probably listened to to the the first podcast that we did and I had my wife Amanda on but like for me I never wanted to go but then she finally convinced me to get out of the country and mm-hmm. while I was in the other you know while we were sitting in Lima Peru the Lord's like hey this is a place where you can take your family this is a place where where you're needed this is a place that I want you where I want you to be I want you to be a full-time missionary and he made that very clear but mm. man, so let me I have a question that I kind of want to ask you. So, Shoot, man. So we So we kind of, you know, we met at CIT, mm-hmm. which was which which we didn't really spend a lot of time together there, maybe off and on just kind of hanging out at group activities, but not not really we didn't know each other that well. But then right. Um but then we had this, I remember we had this conver- conversation because I, at CIT, I just started pursuing the Holy Spirit and, and the gifts of the Spirit and, and the supernatural. Mm-hmm. So what did that look like for you? Because I know you're in pursuit of, the, of, of those same things as well, you know. So what did that kind of look like you, for you? Um, when you first started, like what kind of piqued your interest in that and what kind of like really made you start to pursue the father at a, at a rate, you know, at a high rate in a relationship with him? Well, the short answer is, dude, you, you piqued my interest in that stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, that, like I said, man, I grew up, that was not part of my background. And that is a big part of my story. Why I went seeking after that stuff in other places. Because that was not, there was a incongruence in what happens in Scripture and what happens in the life of 
someone who says they're a Christian a lot of times, and especially in the in the places in the way that I grew up in the faith that I grew up in, and so that was just never on my radar. I I heard about it, but we just didn't talk about the Holy Spirit much. Um, we didn't talk about words of knowledge. We didn't talk about healing, you know. And and there are some really strong beliefs that that stuff was for the apostles, and that stuff is for you know that stuff just doesn't happen anymore. We have the Word of God, and that's it. And we do, and it's great. And the Word of God is life giving. But there is so much more about living in the kingdom that I didn't know. So sorry to. I'm sorry, I just got so excited about that because, man, <laughs> and it really wasn't until Costa Rica. Like you said, we didn't really talk yeah. about that kind of stuff because we, we weren't really close um, in stateside. But when we went to Costa Rica and you come over and started talking about all that stuff, man, I got really excited. I was, I was a little skeptical at first, but I just, man, your spirit is so pure. And you can't be around somebody that's walking in the kingdom and... You can just feel it. And so when you started talking about that stuff and you're like, man, this is something I'm really wanting to pursue. I'm like, man, me too. And then you and then so we started, you know, kind of chasing after. It I together. gave you that book. You remember you the book I gave you? gave me that book, man. Um, <laughs> Signs, Wonders and a Baptist Preacher by Chad Norris. Yes, sir. And <laughs> you know, that book's out of print now. No way. Yeah, it's out of print. You have to get it. Like, if you're going to buy it, you have to buy it on, uh, like, a used copy of it. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, I've sent that book to, like, a half a dozen people. <laughs> and because, really, man, his story, Chad Norris, his story is, I think so many people can relate with that, especially people growing up in, like, mm -hmm. a Southern Baptist background or just a background that really doesn't put much weight on um, – the gifts of the spirit. So yeah, man, when I read that book, I was like, okay, like this is something that people are experiencing. This is something that is not, that is happening around the world. And you can't be involved in missions much and not see that this stuff, I mean, stuff is just happening all around the world. We don't see it Absolutely. that much in the West yeah. and we can get all into that later, but where mm -hmm. the, the places that are hungry for the spirit and the places that are hungry for a movement of God are seeing the, a movement of God. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, man, uh, those books, Heidi Baker's books that you introduced me to, um, Chad Norris's sermons that you introduced me. That was kind of my introduction. Is you you asking me to come over uh, because I, I was I was dealing with back pain. And you asking me to come yeah. over and say, well, let's just go ahead and pray this stuff out, man. Like just a matter of fact, like. <laughs> I had not been exposed to stuff like that or experienced yeah. stuff like that. And the funny, th and the funny thing is, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like, cause I, I literally like when we were, okay, so let's see. So we were at CIT in the, in the summer. So it was like July that it ended and you guys went almost right to Costa Rica yep. after that. And then we joined you guys, I think, in, in late September right. in Costa Rica. So I I had just been introduced to this stuff in in July, like <laughs> at CIT, I think, is when I really started to take off, like right before I went to CIT. So I was like so hungry and I was just like trying to figure it out. And then I was like, and then I finally got one chump that would listen to what I had to say. <laughs> 
I guess that's me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is you. No, <laughs> no, but then, but it was just such. It was just such a fun, like pure thing. I think for us to be on this journey together. Yeah. And just like really kind of trying to figure out because we have no knowledge to put anything like we don't know where to put this stuff like this stuff that we're learning. You know, we don't know like nobody taught us how to pray for anybody for healing. Nobody taught us really how to how to dig in and hear the voice of the father. Mm -hmm. Like nobody taught us this stuff. It's just stuff that we're like, we need to do this. How do we do it? And one of the things that was cool that we did is we started we started a, a prayer meeting. Yep. In, in in Costa Rica and that was just a and we're like we don't really know what we're doing but the design of the prayer meeting is just really just to hear from God yeah you know just to have a time where we can share openly and just hear hear the voice of God really for others as well as ourselves and and that really kind of put us on a path to because because we saw glimpse of glimpses, glimpses man of, that put that time was so glimpses. special you know it was. We look. We think. Hannah and I think back about. We we talk about that time, a lot, and think of the ways that the things that God taught us during that time, especially during those prayer meetings, because uh, we we would sit and listen and and wait to hear. From, I mean, you're talking. We had like ten or twelve, fifteen people sitting in a circle in silence, and for me, that was like. Oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard, man. To sit in silence, like I'm so I was so uncomfortable with silence, and that that was something God had to teach me. Is quit filling the space that I want to fill. Let me let me speak. You know, settle your mind, settle your heart, and then to be in a group of people to do that together, it was powerful, man. Those times were so special. Yeah, and just to see how, like sometimes the Lord brings people close to Himself in quick like crazy encounters and like real rapidly and really harshly. But like the way he was kind of bringing us was like so gentle and pure. He's like, I'm, you know, I could, I could give you guys an encounter like that, but you know what? I want you to build a base. It's almost like I want you guys to build a base for like a baseline for people who have been, have been taught or have not practiced the gifts of the spirit who have not, who have not been taught to to walk in friendship with God like I want you, to, you guys are going to be the baseline so you can kind of tell people and bring people along how to do it without without an encounter without a huge like like hey I, I was there and then all of a sudden God appeared before me you know it happens and praise God for those moments yeah. like, I truly believe that stuff happens but it's kind of almost like I want you guys to learn this baseline I want you kind of learn how to how to usher usher people in to the kingdom in a in a gentle in a gentleness in a peace filled way, like I almost feel like that's that yeah was what God was doing right. <laughs> I think it, what you're saying is so important because do you remember having those conversations where we were like, man, I read Heidi Baker and she had this this thing happen at this conference and and <laughs> God just came down to her and just knocked her out for a bunch of hours and then she I'm like I want yeah, that come knock me out, God like. <laughs> And, you know, you read, it's, it's really important what you're saying, because I remember that was a point of almost discouragement is us looking for those moments um, yeah. and, and not finding them. And so, yes, exactly what you're saying, how God has patiently and gently walked us along to also make sure that we're not looking for a moment. We're not looking for just 
a sign and wonder just to be a sign and wonder. We're looking for the goodness of God to reveal his kingdom to his children. And how he, he decides to do that is however he decides to do that. And our faith isn't based on an emotion or a one-time event yeah. that occurred. It's based on the, the continuous prodding along uh, of God and, and revealing his heart and his character to us that, that we could have the same heart and character that he has. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, unfortunately, what will happen, especially a lot of times in, you know, in charismatic circles or, or you know, people just go from like they have a tendency to, to go from conference to conference looking for their next fix, mm. looking for their next feeling of the spirit. But really what I've learned and part of this is just uh, part of this is just the journey that the Lord has me on, plus the people that he has brought to to speak into my life is like it's not necessarily like when you go and you have a God experience like at a conference or a big thing or you or you have an experience of God that's that's great but the desire should be deep intimacy mm-hmm. it should really be like deep intimacy like like God I, everything I have is yours I'm gonna put everything that I have at your altar mm-hmm. and and I want you to refine me. And I know it's going to hurt. You know? I know it's going to hurt. And I know that's just part of growing pains is like it's going to hurt. It's it's not going to be all all rainbows and daisies. Mm-hmm. But in order to really go deep with who he is, there has to be this this level of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I it's just, <laughs> yeah, it is, man. But man, we like the way that the Lord brought us along is was just, and I don't want to say it was like it's not like it was like super slow, you know. It's not like okay, right. but it was slower than some people. But my brother, I I remember talking to my brother. Brandon and he's he's on uh, one of the episodes where he shares his story and he's like man he's like you came along so fast he's like for me I had to spend years and years trying to learn this stuff and he and he's like you came along so fast to to understand the voice of the father and to and to come into this world you know to to live out the kingdom and stuff like that he told me that and I'm like man it felt like it was so slow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. But there was just this this good gentleness. But that's, but that's part of what, of what the the. So ideally, in the kingdom, our generation or the generation we're apart from wants to set it up for the next generation, so they don't have to go through maybe all the steps that we went through, so that they, you know, we start at one spot and then they start at that same spot and take it even mm. further. Yeah. That's good. So, so yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> so much fun in Costa Rica too. I mean, yeah. And we could just see, like, and we could see. I'll never forget, like, one of the things that, like, we we would walk around in expectation of the Father just pouring out His love on us at any given moment, yeah. and we would see it. 
like other people would see coincidence other people would see oh it's just this oh it's just that but like we could see we're like oh this is the father's love mm-hmm. this is why this is happening to us yeah you you really helped me hone in on that because and i remember a prayer that you always prayed that i pray every day now because of you is father today just show me how much you love me and man when that that kingdom mindset comes over that you're constantly looking for the Father's hand in your day because He is so in your day, every day, in every little and so many little things. But when you have that that prayer, that expectation of looking for the way that He wants to show you He loves you, you start seeing it a lot, man. Yeah. Yep. And it all comes out of intimacy. It all comes out of a closeness with God. And the closer you get to God, the more you understand his heart. Mm-hmm. And the more that you understand his heart, the better you can share that love with others. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's not like his desire is to love us, but not only love us and fill us with his love, but it's for us to share that love with others and really that's 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 what we're doing i mean that's what we're doing on this mission field that's our mission is yeah. to love people mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true man it's true is to be ambassadors yeah, there's different ways by me you know yeah making disciples you know here we have a, a program for for uh women and children we have a bunch of different programs now here at 911 life but we you know we're, we're our goal is to just love the the people that the society doesn't love mm. You know, to reach that people. Yeah. Yeah, man. So God is just so good. Why don't you uh, just pray, uh, just pray a blessing over everyone listening. Just, just, just blessing them that uh, they would be able to, to really see the the Father's love in a special way. Oh man, I would love to. Father, thank you for the way that you connect your kids. I know that you are just looking down with just the biggest smile on your face, seeing these two knuckleheads in different continents talking about how good you are and and, in the way that you have moved in, in our lives. Thank you. Thank you for caring about us so much that you would never leave us where we are. I just pray right now for... The people that are listening to this, I just bless you with a supernatural level of wisdom and revelation that you would know the depths of the Father's love for you. I pray against any uh, foul spirit blinding or keeping you, your eyes or your heart um, shut from, from knowing deep intimacy with the Father. Father, would you just... Show them how much you love them today. Keep us on this adventure. Keep offering this beautiful invitation into your kingdom, Father. Keep showing us ways that we can build trust with you so you can continue to pour out um, the abundance of blessings that you have for us, manifestations of your kingdom, uh, authority and prayer, wisdom and revelation, um, the things that, you are dying to give your children when their hearts are prepared to receive it. 
you're a good, good father, and there is no better gift giver. We love you, we praise you, and we worship you. Thank you for allowing us to partner with you and the work of your kingdom, the greatest work of all time. May that be so for someone who's listening today. May today be a confirmation, a yes, for this crazy adventure of kingdom life that you're calling them to. We love you, we praise you, and we worship you in the beautiful, precious, wonderful, powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thanks, Christian, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Without Borders, Conversations with Kingdom Family.